Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Let me, let me flip over there myself. Luke 4, 1. We're going to look at a few scriptures. Um, I've been watching what's going on in Israel, and naturally it concerns me, and what's going on in America and what's coming. But let's start right here with Jesus. Luke 4, 1. It says, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Question number one, why is the Holy Spirit leading him into the wilderness? Take a guess. To pray. To pray. I'm going to ask you a $100 question. Is Jesus God? Why then does he need to pray? It is a good question. Christianity today has created um, a doctrine, and, and, I'm, and it's created a mess in the church. I'm not anti-other churches, but I am anti-ignorance. I am anti-ignorance. At what point did Jesus become God? At birth. Where's all the miracles between birth and 30? There aren't any. Why is that? Because he's not filled with the Holy Ghost yet. Then, then we have to get rid of two thoughts. Jesus never did anything on the planet because he's God incarnate. He never did anything. He didn't do miracles. He didn't do all that stuff because he's God. But church teaches you he did it to prove he was God. That's not true. If it is he sure missed it here. The second thing is, does God have everything planned out for your life and the earth, whether you like it or not? It's just, you know, Doris that day, que sera, sera, what will be, will be. Is that true? It is not true. It's not true. That is the way Christians live their life. Well, you know God is running everything. No, he's not. If he's running everything, he has the world in a mess. And people have said, and sinners say this, and they say it because church people taught them this. Why does God allow babies to die? Why does God allow good people? Why did God allow? Why did God allow? Which means that God supernaturally, everything good and everything bad that happens in the earth is God. There's nothing you can do about it. He's God, and who do you think you are to run around telling God how to run his own kingdom? Now, let me ask you this. We're going to come back to this. Jesus went into the wilderness and spent 40 days praying. Why? Did God not know why he sent Jesus? I mean, is God that dumb? Well, I don't know why he sent him. I don't know. Was it necessary for Jesus to pray? Absolutely. What would have happened had he not? Nothing. 
Boy, that just, that, you know what I just did right there? I just popped all the air out of your bubble and just blew the whole church to pieces with a grenade. Nothing, absolutely nothing would have happened. Now, now we have to ask why. You got to go, well, why is that? Because God gave dominion to Adam. This is not God's earth. What's happened in the Middle East doesn't have anything to do with God. It has, it's your earth. What's going on in your life is, is you. Now, you can, you can get God to assist you if you ask. This is called prayer. If you don't ask him, not a thing is happening. Nothing's happening in your life outside of you praying. Well, why don't we pray? Because Satan's convinced you that your prayers don't amount to anything because you ain't nobody anyway. But yet you say you're going to heaven. You're good enough for heaven, but not good enough for God to talk to you. That's a goofy doctrine. If the righteousness Jesus gave you wasn't good enough to get God involved in your life, it can't get you to heaven when you die. And we say, I'm saved going to heaven when I die, but yet God's not interested in your life. That means he's not love. But then why is my life a mess? Well, it's you. It's a lack of prayer. Now, before I get going good, every one of us, including me, have neglected prayer. So I'm not here doing the beaten thing. I've had times when I'm like, and I need to be praying about that. I, I, I got to stop what I'm doing. I, I need to get a hold of God. Prayer is more important than your job, more important than, your, than anything on the planet. Praying is more important. So don't make it the last thing on your list. Make it the first thing on your list. Now, I want you to look now at Luke 4. He went into the wilderness full of the Holy Ghost. And now I want you to look at verse 14. Jesus returned in the power. Look at it up there on the screen if you can. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went throughout all the surrounding region. Where did he get the power? Say his prayer life. Why does the church not have power? Prayer life. Now, let me, let me, let me make a correction here, and I don't want you all to get mad at me. We did the church a disservice when we started bringing you up and laying our hands on you and doing all your praying for you. We created lazy Christians. Pastor, I'm going through a hard time. Pray for me. No, I'm not going to pray for you. Well, that's not, that's. Now, now listen to me. You can call the 700 Club and they'll pray for you. You can go to the Baptist Church downtown, they'll pray for you. But I'm going to say this to you, it won't do a bit of good. It, God is not going to answer someone else's prayers for you all your life. Walk in the kitchen and ask your mama for breakfast when you're 21 and tell me what she said. You get your own breakfast. Mommy, Daddy, I need some money. Get a job. If you're a good parent, you think God's any different. He's not any different. 
Let's go to another, let's go to another scripture here. Acts 12. Go to Acts 12. Now I'm I'm getting I, I'm I'm kind of getting on to us a little bit, but don't get mad at me. I don't want you to get mad at me. I want you to love me no matter what I tell you. The reason I'm telling you is because I love you. I want everybody to say, I need to pray more. All of us do. All of us do. Yes, we do. Acts chapter 12, about verse 1. About that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. Is that God's will? No. God does not have the book of Acts up there in heaven as a pre-written script. And everything that's going to happen is going to happen. Listen, I'm going to make a statement. We've got to get into Scripture. Whatever you desire. If your desire plays nothing in it, then God lied. He's not a liar. If your desire means nothing to God, he's already, whether you have a desire or don't have a desire, he's already got your script written. He doesn't have your script written. You're writing your script. So God raised up an apostle. He raised this apostle up. And Herod killed him. That's not God. Who did that? The devil did it. Right? The devil's doing a lot of stuff. So I, I use this analogy all the time. We have a, Tanya Robertson is a police officer. Let me tell you why policemen are out there. They're upholding the law. You know this. You, you would drive worse if you know they won't stop you. Do you know why Antifa got away with what they got away with? They already had been told the script. No one will do anything about it. You burn a city down, we won't stop you. If you know you're going to get away with murder, you'd murder. If you know you're going to get away with speeding, you'll speed. But because you know you won't, every time you come over the corner, you know, there's a little Apopka police car on Vic Road. There's no one in it. I checked it out because I came up on it doing about 50 and I saw the car and went back down to 40 real quick and then I slowed down to 30 to see who's in it no one was in it and I was thanking God because you know I was doing 10 miles over the speed limit but hey man come on y'all don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good so so the reason the reason Satan is is doing what he's doing is no one is stopping him Nobody's hindering him because you go to an average church in America and, and preach a sermon on the devil. They've been going there that 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. They never heard a sermon on the devil in their entire life. Your adversary, the devil, is in your Bible, and yet they never, no preachers never, because, because they're taught everything that happens good and bad is God. God's jerking everyone's chain. Why did he allow that to happen? He knocked him in the head. And it's just the biggest bunch of crap you've ever heard in your entire life. I, I said this, and I, don't hate me. I hate Christian movies. I'd rather watch a horror flick. At least in the horror flick, I know what's going to happen. I know the devil. At least in the horror flick, they know the devil's bad. Christians don't have a clue of the devil's bad. They're dumber than rocks. 
I'm not being videos, so I'm going to say some stuff a little. Every time Lisa turns a Christian movie on, I get up and go find something else to do. And watch this trash. Why, God? Verse 2, he killed James, the brother with the sword, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he decided he's going to kill Peter too. And he'd have done it. He'd have done it. Now listen, and when they arrested him, they put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intended him to bring him before the people. But Peter was therefore kept in prison. Say constant prayer. Say it with me. Constant prayer. Say it again. Constant prayer. Say it again. Constant prayer. What happened to the church? What happened to these people? Excuse me, Justin. I'm going to get behind you. You don't have to turn around. They went in a prayer room and said, you ain't killing Peter. Satan, you're not doing this. And they stopped, even Herod. God doesn't give a rip what Herod's doing. He can stop Herod if you'll ask him. He can stop Biden. He can stop ISIS. He can stop Hezbollah. He can stop Hamas. He can stop that mess. In a minute, when we finish in a minute, we're going to pray for um, the, 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 the um, what hostages. We're going to pray for the hostages. And we're going to pray over the war. And I'm going to give you a scripture in the Bible and show you how to pray over the war. God needs you to come to him about what you think of the war. Are people dying? Yeah. Why? We're letting it happen. Now, I know that, that's, that, almost, that almost sounds blasphemous. Dr. Paul Youngie Cho has a place called a prayer grottoes, prayer mountain. When boys went to Vietnam, every boy that went to Vietnam, every boy got a prayer warrior by his side until they returned home. They never lost one boy. Can you change? Yeah, you better believe you can change it. Now, you're waiting on the Jews to pray. They don't even know God. They don't know God. They're not Christians. They're not born. They've already rejected it all. They're just, they're just sitting around deciding. You know, it, Christians are in the earth today for the benefit, of, for prayer. That's, we're here now for what's happening so that we can hinder Satan up until the time we're taken, and he can have it, and everybody on the earth, and they will, boy, when he, when the church is gone, he will play hell. There won't be any restraining, there won't be any bombs, there won't be any nuclear, I mean, they're going to start shipping nukes at each other at an enormous rate, and they'll blow the whole stinking earth up. Dumb idiots thinking they're going to go to Allah if they die in battle. Dumber than a rock. And they're, they're ignorant. They don't know any better. God wants you. There's a, there's a revival going on in Iran. Did you know that? There's Iranians. There's a, ch a strong church in Iran. They want the war so they can get free. 
They want the Jews to come bomb the, the, the administration. It's not the Iranian people. It's the idiot running the country. The same here. Same thing with Iraq. Same thing with North, North Korea. It isn't the people. God wants the people saved. That's the job of the church. So constant prayer was made. Let me finish reading this. Was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound by. When you go through trouble, you ought to sleep. If you've got people praying for you. Okay. Bound by two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. In other words, Satan did everything he could. He's got this wrapped up so he thinks. He, he has nothing but natural means. But God's got supernatural means. If we can get some supernatural on Herod's natural, we will mess Herod's natural up. You know, angels are in the earth for you. And some of them are unemployed. Boy, just, Father, help me. Now an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. One angel. He, one angel gives a rip what Herod said. Walked in a locked prison with guards that are there to make sure that no one, nothing happens. My prisoner's dying in the morning. And an angel walks in. I, I, I just love this. I just love it. And an angel said, gird yourself, tie your sandals. And he said unto him, put on your garment and follow me. And he went and followed him and did not know what was, oh, I missed something. Oh, yeah, go back. And the angel stood by him and the light shone in the prison. He struck Peter on the side and raised him up and said, arise quickly. His chains fell right off his hand. Just clink, clink. Door opened, clink, clink. All the soldiers are sacked out, totally stoned out, dead asleep. Was there any chance of them waking up? Not even remotely. That angel's presence, oh, say there's power in my prayers. You know, I, I'm going to read something in a minute. Say, I, I want y'all to do something. I want, I'm motivating you, not chastening you. I'm, I'm trying to bring you a very strong Let's all get motivated to, to stop a lot of junk that's going on, even in your family. Don't let the devil tell you your prayers don't matter, that your prayers matter. Say the prayers of a righteous man avail much. Say my prayers, they avail much. They do. They absolutely do. Um, verse 9, he went and followed him and did not know what was done, that the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. And when they went past the first and second guard post, they're out. They came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them on its own accord. Come on, y'all. And they went down in one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. He, he's like, I, you don't need me anymore. I'm out of here. And I got other, other people. And when Peter came to himself, he went, Shandai, 
That is the coolest thing. Now I know that the Lord sent me his angel and delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of Jewish people. And when he considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. They were praying. In other words, uh, I know where they are. They're praying. There is a place where people were praying. You want to, can I do another one? May I do another one? I'm going to anyway. Say yes. Acts 27. Go to Acts 27. Verse 9. When much time had been spent, sailing was now dangerous. The fast was already over. Paul advised them, men, I perceive the voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only the cargo of the ship, but our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than the thing spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority... My God, the majority ruling is not a good idea. Advise them to set sail, and by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening north, southward, northwest, and winter there. And when the south wind blew softly, they supposed they had obtained their desire. They're allowing circumstances to dictate what they do. That's the world you live in. That's, an, that's even carnal Christians. They, they, circumstances, good or bad, is how they decide the will of God. Well, it sure looks like it's God to me. It feels right. I mean, everything fell into place. And I mean, I think this is God. No, that's not the way to know God. Well, there's a scripture that says, they that are led by the Spirit of God, not by favorable winds. Okay. Okay, let me jump down. Let me jump. Oh, I'm going to finish reading there. Verse 14, not long after, a tempestuous wind arose called a Eocliden. It's a hurricane. And when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we secured the skiff with difficulty. And when they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship, fearing lest they should run aground on the surface sands. They struck sail and were so driven because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed the next day they lightened the ship. Now, I want to read something. I'm going to say something to you. Nothing they're doing is going to work. You can do all your effort on God's green earth means nothing. I know that you're working your backside off. You just don't know how hard it's been lately, Pastor. Well, if you'll quit relying on your, your physical work, to fix your stupid problem and go pray, you wouldn't have to be working your backside off. Come on. And on the third day, we threw the tackle overboard with our own hands, and when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, no small tempest beat, all hope we would be saved was finally gone. We're all dead. And Paul's in it. Why wouldn't God <laughs> allow Paul <laughs> to go through? He didn't. Satan's trying to kill him, you silly thing. Why would Satan want to kill him? Stop the gospel. Stop the gospel. Why is he, why are, do you even think you have trouble? Do you even have any idea why you have trouble? 
Say my adversary, the devil. Yeah, you have, there you have. Don't wake up shocked that everything ain't going right. It's an honor for the devil to attack you. If the devil's not attacking you, you're not a threat. You haven't bothered him even a little bit. After long abstinence, it doesn't say Paul prayed. But it does say, he. it kind of alludes to it real strong. He headed to the belly of the ship. Now I'm going to ask you a question. What would happen if Paul hadn't have prayed? He'd have died. No, God wouldn't allow that. God ain't got anything to do with it. I'm just going to stop right here and let that soak in. He'd have died. Just like James, he'd have died. Why do you think God filled you with the Holy Ghost and gave you a supernatural prayer language? So you don't die. If you don't use it, you might die. Well, I don't know why the Lord allowed that. The Lord ain't got anything to do with it. Do you think Paul's so special that Satan can't kill him? He killed James. Jesus said, if I, if I, if I didn't want to go to the cross, all I have to do right now is call 12 legion angels. He could have prayed, and God would have stopped Calvary. You'd have gone to hell, but Jesus wouldn't have died. And he kept his mouth shut. He opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb and the shears dumb. He kept his mouth shut so God wouldn't deliver him. Because he certainly would have. Why do you think he's praying in the garden? He's fighting He's fighting with, he knows what the will of God is, and, and, and he wants so bad to go, just, just deliver me, Father. And he'd have done it. After long abstinence from food, Paul stood in the middle of him and said, Men, you ever want to say this? You should have listened to what I told you. If you'd have just listened to what I said, you wouldn't be in the mess you're in. And not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster. And now I'm going to urge you to take heart. There will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. There stood by me this night an angel of God whom I belong and whom I serve. Where'd that angel come from? Paul went down there and prayed in the Holy Ghost and made a request. God... You told me to go to Rome. Right. You told yeah. me to go to Rome. Now, in Jesus' name, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you. And, and Paul got down in the belly of that ship, and he began to read the Bible to God and said, you know what? Storm or no storm, Rome or no Rome, me being, it, me being a prisoner or no prisoner, you, you said, and I'm going to Rome in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to Rome. And, 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 and it says, after a long abstinence, that, now listen to me. I know 
We're not talking about the perfect. We're not talking about the perfect. Sometimes your prayers, it might take you an hour, two or three hours. It might take you through two or three days. That just upsets American Christians so bad. It ain't. In your schedule, just having the time to pray, well, I'm just going to stop right now. God's hands are tied. John Wesley had said something. It seems as though God can do nothing but someone ask him. Why that is, I do not know. What a powerful statement. He, he lived and died and never knew why it was. He knew he had to pray, but he never understood why. Brother Hagin said, I want to know. And Jesus walked in the room and says, go back to the book of Genesis, and I'm going to teach you that I gave dominion to man. You have you have the say-so, not God. We're going to get into that if we've got time. Whatever you allow. If that's not true, then the Bible is a lie. Say, I don't allow drugs, sin, devils, homosexuality, adultery in my home. In Jesus' name. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Now understand something. Now listen, listen to me carefully. Satan will let you do anything you want to. You can come to church, sing kumbaya, anything you want to do. But the moment you preach, you have authority over the devil. Satan puts a mark on you and says, you kill that preacher. You kill him. I don't want people to know that they can boss me around. I'm doing real good. Of whom I belong and whom I serve. Let me finish reading this. Let me finish reading this. This is so powerful. I urge you to take heart. There will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. There stood by me this night an angel of God, whom I belong, whom I serve. Don't be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. Indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Who, who asked God to save all the men? Paul did. And they're all sinners. They'd have died in that God could have saved Paul. Paul, the whole boat could have sunk, and Paul could have been swallowed by another whale and barfed up on the shore. I mean, God had all kind of ways. But Paul went to God, not just with his own soul. He said, I want you to give me every man on this ship, and they're all going to live and not die. I'm going to pray for their families. And who's praying for them? They're, they're heathen. And there's nobody praying for your heathen friends. There's nobody praying for your heathen friends. They'll all go to hell unless you start praying. Therefore, take heart, men. I believe God, it'll be just like he told me. Well, he got an answer to prayer, did he not? Okay, we're doing good. Acts chapter 4. Go backwards now. Acts chapter 4. Am I making my point? I'm only making, I only have one point to make all morning. But I'm going to make it, and I'm going to make it really, really good. Okay. Because we're going to pray over Israel. I have a book back there, and either in my office or my um, home, 
Um, it's, well, I got to think of the name of it, Justin. It's about a, a Bible school in um, England that God set up to pray during the German War. And everywhere Hitler went, these students went in and, and stopped all his forward advancements in prayer. It, you, you, now, I'm going to say this. Don't get mad at me. We want to honor all the soldiers who fought. Darling, it ain't the soldiers fighting that won the war. It was mama at home won the war. If it was your wife back home that kept you. It was mama that got Joey home alive in Jesus' name. You understand that? Okay. And we think we are the greatest nation on the earth. You can thank the church for that. Okay, boy, I'm doing so good. I'm, I'm just preaching my own self happy already. I just, my prayers make tremendous power available. And it's not how long you pray. Sometimes praying 10 minutes is fine. Don't allow the devil to beat you up that it wasn't an hour. But you should learn to pray for an hour. You should learn. Train yourself to pray for an hour. If you have to start off 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at noon and 15 minutes in the afternoon, train yourself to pray an hour a day. Train yourself to do it. Teach yourself how to pray. Take the time. Okay. Acts 4, 23. Being let go, this, they, they, they got a guy healed, they got locked in jail, they got beat, they told him to stop preaching, the, the government's mad at them. Being let go, they went to their companions and reported everything the chief priests and the elders said, and when they heard it, all of the bad news, when they got all of the bad news... You are not allowed to preach the gospel and use the name of Jesus anymore, says the government. You're not allowed to open up your church during COVID. You're not allowed to have a church without masks. You're not allowed we say so. Who are you to say so? You got some character about you? You got some backbone? And when they heard it, they raised their voice to God. They went, did you hear what they said? You said go into all the world and preach the gospel. You said don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You said, and this is what they said. Now listen, they're in there praying to God. Honey, when you get God on your side, you can't be stopped. Not a devil in hell will whip you. Not a devil in hell will kill you. Not a devil in hell keep you down if you get God on your side. But getting him on your side is the issue here. Get him on your side. And when they heard that, they raised their voice to God, went according to the Lord, you're God. You made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in it, who by the mouth of your servant said, and now he's fixing to quote Scripture to God. Why would you need to tell God what he said? Because he asked you to tell him what he said. Now, you know good and well your kids did this. Mama, you said if I clean my room, you're going to take me to get ice cream. Mama, 
You said if, you, if I clean my room, you're taking me to get an ice cream. Let me tell you something. You're going to take JoJo to get an ice cream. I'm going to tell you right now because you gave JoJo your word. And JoJo's going to remind you until you get in the car and take him to get an ice cream because you said so. Listen, don't be afraid to read the Bible to God and go, you said this. Now, you ought not have said it. If you didn't mean it, you ought not have said it. But you gave me a promise. All of my house will be saved. You said, you, listen, there, you have all kinds, you have, you have thousands of promises in the Bible to read to God. Great is the peace of my children, and they are taught of the Lord in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against my children will prosper. And every tongue that rises, we're talking about the devil. No tongue that rises against him in judgment, my children will condemn it. And my children have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God in Jesus' name. Well, if you're not doing it, there ain't nobody helping you do nothing. It's awfully quiet in here. Verse 27, truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, Herod, Pontius Pilate, and the Gentiles and the people of Israel gathered to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined to be done. Now, Lord, I want you to look at their threats. I want you to grant to your servant that with all boldness we will speak your word. We're asking you to stretch out your hand and heal signs and wonders done in the name of your holy servant. I thought God told him to do that. I mean, you need to remind God of what he said. Yeah, you need to bring him it to his attention. This is what you said. This is what you said. You said, ask, and I'll give you the nations. I'm asking you, give me the nation. Give me this nation. When Justin goes to the polls, to the, to the poll in the morning, he needs to pray on the way there. I'm asking you, every lost kid in, out there in the crowd will be born again. I'm asking you, every child in this school will come out of this school and come to Jesus and claim every, the soul of every child in this school in Jesus' name. And every teacher, every teacher not saved, we claim that them in Jesus' name. And now when we walk on that campus, we're walking in there in the name of Jesus, and we've got authority over all the work of the enemy. And you said we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And now come. Now we're asking you for to heal children right here by this pole. Deliver children of drugs and fear right here by this pole. And why, why are you having to tell, why are you having to say all that to God? Isn't that what he told you to do? Yeah, he told you to do it. But he's not able to do anything with you unless you're going to pray about it. I'm doing a pretty good job of preaching. Amen. Say, God needs me. All right, let me, let me finish reading this. Let me finish. And when they prayed, the place they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Do you think it had anything to do with their prayer? Yeah, 100%. What would have happened had they not prayed? Nothing. 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 Now, I'm going to make a statement here, and you all just don't throw anything at me. Your day of coming to church and sitting here like ducks waiting on me to throw a worm in your mouth. 
Bible, the Bible says, my house will be called a house of prayer. So in a minute, we're going to pray. We're not, I'm not just, and listen, listen to me. The Bible says, is anyone going through trouble? Let him call for the pastor and ask him to do his praying for him. I'm not doing your praying. I'm not doing any of it for you. You you don't pay me enough to do all your praying for you. I charge a hundred an hour just to bring you to God. No, not really. I'm just. Are y'all listening? Anyway, let's let's look at another one. This is this is a praying church. This is a praying church. Go to Matthew 16 now, and then we're going to we're going to. Say, this has been good. Yeah, it has been. All I'm really doing, all I'm really doing is I'm just reminding you, just reminding you. um, Let me read this before I read that. I may just quote this. There's There's a story here in John G. Lake's book. And I read it often when I need to be motivated. John G. Lake had left Africa. Most of you don't know this. His wife had died of malnutrition. Someone in America accused John G. Lake of misusing money and cut off his finances. And his wife died of starvation because when John G. Lake came back, he found out she was feeding all of the natives with her food. And she stopped eating. That wasn't necessary. But it, it ought to make a statement. Don't you ever criticize a ministry. Because the man that did that is burning in hell right now. You stopped the whole move of God in Africa because of your lie. You wanted to criticize a man for misusing money. And you knew this whole thing of they're after your money. You need to stop. That's deadly. That's from, the, that's from hell. Churches shouldn't have money. Preachers shouldn't have money. You're in danger of being judged if you don't watch your mouth. Churches need money to get work done. Having said that, John G. Lake moved back to Washington State, started a ministry there, and he's praying one night about different places, and I'm not going to read all that. During the time that I carried my Bible in my hand and I reached, reaching for my Bible, the angel, he opened my Bible to the book of Acts. He ran his finger down the second page, the portion where the Spirit of God came from heaven. And then he proceeded through the book of Acts, the great outstanding revelation and phenomenon. He said, this is Pentecost as God gave it through the heart of Jesus. Strive for this. Contend for this. Teach the people to pray for this, this and this alone. It is the only thing that will save America. Your job is not saving America. Your working your backside off is not saving you. Your being busy is not saving you. Thank you. You're not doing anything. You're wasting 
You're wasting time. Prayer is, is the single most primary thing you'll ever do on this side of heaven. Strive for this, contend for this, teach the people to pray for this. This and this alone will meet the necessity of the human heart. This alone will have the power to overcome the forces of darkness. When the angel was departing, he said, pray, pray, pray. Teach the people to pray. Prayer and prayer alone, much prayer, persistent prayer, is the door into the entrance of the heart of God. No prayer, no power. No prayer, no deliverance. No prayer, no deliverance. Matthew 16. He says, You are petered on this rock. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to give them to you. And whatever you bind or forbid on earth will be bound, is what must be already bound and forbidden in heaven. And whatever you allow on earth, what must be allowed. Who is allowing? You are. Go to Psalm 82. And turn there if you have a Bible. If not, put it on the screen. Go to Psalm 82. We're going to pray over Israel right now. We're going to pray over the hostages. We're going to pray. I'm going to show you how to take the Word of God like we just read in the book of Acts. And we're going to pray over the war. God doesn't want the IDF to die. God doesn't want the hostages to die. He doesn't want the babies to die. You got this? And tis distance in prayer means nothing. God doesn't care how far it is to Israel. You ready? Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. Do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult. Those who hate you have lifted their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, come, let us cut off them from being a nation. The name of Israel may be remembered no more. They have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. The tents of Edom and the Amish. Uh, uh, Ishmaelites, Moab, and the Hagarites, Gebel, Ammon, Amalek, Philistine, the Philistines, that's who's there now, the inhabitants of Tyre, that's Tyre, Sidon, right there. Assyria has joined with them, and they have helped the children of Lot. Deal with them as with Midian, as with Caesarea, and as with Jabin and the brook Kishron, who perished in Endor, who became as refuge on the earth. Make their nobles as Orb and like Zeb. Yes, all the princes like Zabath. You're asking God to destroy them. Don't be, don't, don't. Who said, let us take for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. They want to take the land of Israel. Oh, my God, make them like a whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind. As the fire burns in the woods, as the flame sets the mountains on fire, pursue them with your tempest and frighten them in your storm. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and dismayed forever. Let them be put to shame and perish that they may know you whose name alone is the Lord. You are the most high over all of the earth. Let's continue. Father God, we pray right now over Israel. 
I surround that nation with faith and love. I want to remind you that you gave Israel to Abraham and told him that's his inheritance forever. And you have given it to the children of Israel. Right now there are enemies that have come in and decided. And the purpose of their decision is to stop Jesus from returning. The point of their war, the point of all of this war, Heavenly Father, is Satan has decided to stop Jesus from returning to the earth. And that will not happen. They blocked up the eastern gate trying to keep him from coming back. They built a graveyard trying to keep him from coming back. And it will not work. They tried to stop him from rising from the dead the first time and it didn't work and you're not going to stop him now Satan and Father I pray over Israel and I plead the blood of Jesus and I am aware that as of right now they do not know you as Lord and Savior but I'm asking that they will as as you help them with this war they will begin to realize and recognize that angels are fighting with them in Gaza. The angels of God in Jesus' name are going into Gaza ahead of the IDF and, and stopping the terrorists and stopping their plans and, and exposing their plans and causing the children that are held captive to be set free. I'm calling the children and the women and the children and the men that were taken captive, the hostages, to be released. I'm praying that the IDF will find where they are. I'm praying that you will give them supernatural help. Just like you sent an angel to Paul in the boat. Just like you sent an angel to Peter in the jail. You send angels now in Jesus' name and you prosper the way of the IDF. You prosper the way as they go in behind enemy lines. You prosper the way of Americans, the American forces as they go in. And you prosper the ships that are in the Gulf and you stop Hezbollah from coming down from the north and creating confusion and you and you thwart every bomb every bomb they will have every dime they need they have every they have all the weapons they need to fight this war and they come behind and know you is so multiply their bombs multiply their ammo multiply their food multiply their men give them favor cause them to be like the army of Joshua when they went into the promised land and not one of of them died. We pray protection over every man and over every woman in the IDF, and we surround them with faith in Jesus' name. Now I pray over this church. I have a strong, I have it on my heart, Heavenly Father, strong, and I'm asking the, the people that are sitting here to get in agreement with me. Help us as a church to rise up and to become a praying church, not just to allow other people to do all of our praying. Father God, give us great wisdom and give us utterance in the Holy Spirit as we pray for our children and our families. We pray for those that are, that are not in church today and outside your will to understand you are waiting on our prayers. You're waiting. What do we, what do we allow? What do we forbid? And we say before you, we forbid. We forbid the devil to take any of our family to hell. We forbid it in Jesus' name. You're not taking my brother Ronnie to hell. You're not taking his daughters and his wife to hell. I forbid it. I take authority over you. Go ahead and pray over your family right now. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I mean, it's okay more than one person pray in a building. The Bible says they lifted their voice. You ought to lift your voice up. 
I pray over my sister Robin. I surround her with faith and love and, and over, over her, her husband Johnny and Dawn. I call Dawn out of darkness. I call him out of darkness in Jesus' name. Father God, send labors across Dawn's path. Bring her out of darkness into light and cause her to see the light and receive Jesus. I pray over my sons and my grandsons and surround them with faith and love. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over Lisa, Joshua, Justin, and Jordan, over Che and Ashley, over Rachel and Reagan and Cody and Tyler. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come upon every member of my family and for them to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And I give you the glory and the honor for everything you do in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, that wasn't real hard, was it? I want you to say this. I will learn to pray. You don't learn to pray, listen to someone teach you. Teaching is a motivation. Debbie will tell you this. You know, other people that are in the room will tell you this. Prayer is an art learned by doing it. If you could learn football reading a book, we'd have a lot of good players. You have to hit the field. You don't get out on that field and start hitting somebody. You'll never be a great football player. You, you learn prayer by praying. Don't allow the devil to talk you out of it. Don't allow, let's say you pray 10 minutes. Don't allow him to go, you didn't pray enough. 10 minutes is 10 minutes that he hated. You understand, God needs you. I don't want you to get in bondage that you got to pray eight hours a day. You don't. But you, but you, need, to, but you need to cover your bases, and you need to pray over things that need prayer. And there are people you know, I don't know. I can't do, I can't do your praying for you. If, if I could, I, I, I'd like to. I mean, I wished I could just blanket and go, answer everybody's prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Everybody, that don't really work. God wants you to get very specific. Wants you to get specific. Say, my prayers are important to God. They are. Well, God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. 